Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, and Lucy Freeman. Before we dive in, oh, I think we'd better remind ourselves of what happened last week Horror. with Lucy's <laughs> horrible week in Ambridge. <laughs> this fortnight in Ambridge was sponsored yeah. by Quiche, the phrase, I'm Martha's aunt. And the more people said it, the more I was expecting them to say they were from Brazil, where the nuts come from. One for the kids there. And also strange competitions, including what does Tracy Horobin smell of? Anyway... We began the fortnight with Alice yawning and announcing that Emma would not be being godparent to little Martha. Bearing in mind you don't usually pick someone to be the godmother for your child after you've left a 20-minute abusive drunken rant on their voicemail. (laughs) Susan dismissed the idea of Fallon and harassment as good godparents as they know nothing about children. Godparents need to only know about £20 notes in birthday cards. (laughs) That's what children like. I spent a lot of the first week uh, of this fortnight shaking my head and going, huh? Kate appears to be in a competition with herself to be the woman who is closest to Alice for reasons entirely unclear to me. She could go on Mastermind, Alice Carter, her origins and interests. I mean, (laughs) I am all for the concept of sisterly love, but Kate managed to make it sound as if she was taking out a contract on her. I'll (laughs) always be your sister, Alice. In other news, Jennifer is missing her hot water tap so much she has applied for a part-time job at the Bridge Farm Tea Rooms. Again, baffled. Anyway, just to recap, Alice does not like quiche and Jimus does not want to blow Jazz's trumpet, so more updates as they come in. (laughs) Susan appears to be setting Neil up like Captain Tom Moore. She suggested the Neil Carter Memorial Portaloo, the Neil Carter-sponsored Morris Dance, and the Neil Carter Who Looks Most Like a Pig competition. The poor bugger's not dead, Susan. He's just resigned. He's been resigned for years, God love him. Thank God. Trazza is not a secret. For the first time ever in Ambridge, people are just going out with each other without having to give funny handshakes, secret passwords and exchange furtive snogs in the mower shed. Well, they wouldn't be able to now as it's now apparently going to be full of Jazz's aquaponic fish poo lager. Jimus described Tracy as having a distinctive and lingering scent. If I was Jazza, I would be taking that as a profound insult. And if I was Tracy, I'd probably think about switching to cotton knickers. Twitter went down the scent route and immediately suggested Christian Dior opium. But my money is on Thierry Mugler Angel, which lingers longer than Alice Carter at a bottle bank. Neil was recruiting Jazza into the shady world of intensive pigging. It's like dogging, but with louder grunting. Thank God for that. I understand pigs. They're nice. They have little squinty eyes and wiggly tails. And eventually they are bacon, which is also nice. I have no sodding idea what that aquaponics thing is. I've been listening to them chuntering on about it for years. And I still don't know if they're growing lettuce or fish or fish poo or all of it at once. Fish poo salad. No wonder Gay Grables is empty. So hopefully Jazza will go to Barrow and have lots of arguments with Hannah, which will be lovely. And then she can leave and look after the fish poo salad instead of him. I don't know why I'm not a script consultant. You know, I really don't. I am going to have to deal with the whole Fallon, Harrisment, Alice and Chris debacle, aren't I? I don't want to. Fallon... Fallon really... Make it funny. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Fallon really has not grasped the whole confidentiality aspect of being a police officer's wife. But then harassment's grip on it seems to be somewhat shaky as well. And I am getting increasingly irritated with Chris's almost Amish refusal to use Google and find out a little bit about alcoholism. Just a little titchy bit. Like what it is. 
As a result of this unremittingly bleak storyline in which I can foresee a sort of jolly ending on a long Thomas Hardy lines in which Alice is found face down in the am, we have bizarre little comedic interludes, the latest of which is Justin Elliott dressed as a daffodil. That was one hell of a Borchester land meeting. And also, how does Justin not recognise his own box of memories? That's a bit ironic. Lillian said she's got lots of memories. If you drink as much as she does, you have to keep your memory in a box. Half the time she has no idea where she lives. Anyway, Lillian and Justin are going to do a business. It's like doing a freelancing and about as nebulous, but you put money in rather than taking it out. You don't need to specify what is the business, what you are doing. You just say it is new and that you are doing it. We popped back to Lolo, where Vince had laid on a lovely meal. Seems a bit inconsiderate. Crumbs everywhere. Anyway, we caught up with Lily and I am all for spontaneity. But suddenly discovering an entire wood behind your house and giving it away to a minicab driver without consulting anyone seems slightly reckless to me. Anyway, Trust Fund Rex and Lily are an ideal combination. They can inherit Lower yeah. Loxley and complain to each other about how hard it is figuring out which one of your bedrooms you should sleep in. It's just a nightmare. Our lives are a living hell. Pass asparagus, darling. We have been in lockdown for a year now. A year. In effect, we've been in stasis. Time passing has never, ever seemed more important. Seize the day, make every moment count. I resent every minute I am not spending on stimulating and exciting things. And yet, mm. and yet the BBC let us, all of us, lose what seemed like several days listening to Lee and Tony tiddle about <laughs> painting white stripes on little cows and going chuffa chuffa with model railways. We don't have to take this lying down, ladies and gentlemen. Write to your MP, write to Kerry Davis, write to me and Harriet if you like, but we'll probably forget to read it, but you never know. If we must have railways, let's make it the Neil Carter Memorial Railway and bury Lee under it. The end. Woo! Wow, there was so much. <laughs> because I forgot about the week before. Yes. I forgot we've been. I, I forgot we've been away for a week. Well, I think we were all slightly in shock after the week after, weren't we? Really? I mean, because when you were oh. talking about the week before, like you know, I will always be your sister. <laughs> that felt about. That felt like four months ago. God, it wasn't that long ago. It's because it's because it's been so dramatic this week. Yeah, and, it's been and horrible. I, horrible, horrible, I was, horrible. I was oh. laughing because you did make it funny, but I couldn't laugh too loud because I had just had a nosebleed, as you know, and I was. <laughs> I was worried that if I laughed really loudly, I was going to gentlemen, Harriet squirt. is so emotionally involved in the Archers that when we started talking about Chris and Alice, she immediately developed a profuse and a faintly obscene nosebleed. Because they do say that nosebleeds can be linked to stress. So I think it, it's just been such a, such a painful week. Oh. Although I actually haven't minded it because I liked all the little fluffy bits in between the Chris and Alice stuff. Well, we were just and talking I, about that when we? we were talking I'm... about the shoehorning in of the little fluffy bits. <laughs> also, and I, I actually could have listened to more of Lee and Tony. Are you joking? Nope. <laughs> I'm not joking. Is that because it reminds you of your dad? Because he liked Trek. I too. think I think so. It's okay. just comfy, sweet. Yeah. You know, there's something so sweet about a a dad and a you know he's got isn't he's got like a new son in Lee. Yeah. And I thought that was quite touching actually. And also like um, you know, well Lee's sort of, you know talking about Marvel and whatever. I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean anything to me actually. Man but time. I thought maybe they're trying trying to engage a younger audience. Oh, <laughs> they really now oh, good because that always goes so well when they do that, doesn't it? <laughs> but of course they're not but I mean it was so, so sweet <laughs> the way they tried it. Yeah. <laughs> do something about Batman <laughs> the young people like the Batman they like the Marvel the Marvel they like the Marvels <laughs> no I, I are you I'm sure they've all... got chocolates no that's minstrels no, that's I good. actually want uh, more Lee and Tony <laughs> and uh, less Alice and Chris oh, well... I just want less Alice and Chris I don't care what replaces it just, just the Potter's wheel would do anything. Bagpipes, Morris. Where do we, where do we begin? I mean, it's just Oy what yeah. a mess! What a mess! Also, can I just say the, the the Lee and Helen bit? Oh yeah. When she said to him, "Don't you want to watch me cut my cake?" <laughs> I actually went. Ah! <laughs> you cannot. How can she just? Oh. She's literally 
confusing <laughs> him with her children, isn't she? There is something a bit icky about, about really? them, isn't there? Yeah, there is something. You're like, you wonder what their sex life is like. That's what I was going to oh, say. Yes. I didn't want yeah. to dwell, but you know. <laughs> I mean, well, unless it's really wild. No. Unless that, no. you know, because Lee's got all his um, karate skills. Maybe he... What do you know? He does karate chops that are into an orgasm. <laughs> Well, he must be quite well turned out because, yeah. you know, he's a karate man, isn't he? And they all fancied him when he did the lessons because yeah. he probably had a little bit of his chest showing. Yeah, but you can, fa- you know, you can have all that. But if, yeah. you, if, 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 you, if the you're willy. a little boy, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> he's Maybe. one of those men that smells of washing powder. They don't <laughs> smell of anything else. They don't smell <laughs> of anything. They don't smell of human being or man or there is nothing wrong with being a clean boy no i know if you're 10 it's ideal (laughs) but you do want them to smell of something a bit not personal you know i know but bless helen she doesn't she needs a she needs all she needs you know she probably does want someone that smells like vanish yes yeah she does she needs someone who's who who is like who's like a member of her family (laughs) and will keep her safe and he will i think it's i think it's really sweet even though he's really beige he is, he is gentle and beige, kind. He's magnolia, isn't he? <laughs> Just a big old heap of nothing and some karate whites. <laughs> oh dear. Well, um, Harrison has made. You, you, I hadn't thought. Uh, you were right in your monologue to say about him. Uh, he, it's Harrison's fault. All this because you're, <laughs> he. No, but it is because you're right. He he should have kept everything confidential because that's his job and he made a promise to chris and and even if he didn't he did not have to go and say oh ellie can kiss me poor me she all she she didn't stick her tongue in she just went for a lunch well maybe she did but he didn't they didn't have a snog no she just went for a drunken lunch because it wasn't her it was the booze so if she'd done it stone cold sober at a party and she you know yeah shoved her hand down his pants or something yeah and yes obviously tell fallon give her a wide berth and say no you know oh yes do you think i'm being a bit sexist actually because Maybe I'm being a bit sexist, actually, because if it was a man, a drunk, an alcoholic man who lechered at you, yeah. would that be a bit different, actually? Maybe I need to re rethink this in my mm. own head. But I don't think it would, though. I think you just say, oh, he was a bit pissed. You know, if they do it three times, then yeah, you think, oh, right. yeah, okay. You think, oh, he's a bit pissed. It's, she know. didn't make him feel vulnerable. No. Hmm. Anyway, it's something I need, maybe I need to, maybe but, I need to rethink I mean, this. He has. He's allowed her to get... He knew that she'd driven to wherever mm. it was she'd stopped the car outside mm. the shop. He said, is the... Ed- no, or actually, had, where was she talking to him no, from? She, had she, she driven uh, from the shop to where yes. she was? But she had... But so In order that they didn't have a sort of drunken, drunken Alice at the wheel storyline, she'd pulled in to have her drink, hadn't she? So she hadn't drunk driven... Oh. Yeah, because that's what I was... Because I, I was thinking, well, how's Harrison going to deal with... Yeah, because I was thinking, not well, he can't not her. report that. He can't, no. yeah. So they made oh. it clear that she'd pulled in and then had a drink. Oh. So that was why he was like, don't start the car. Also, Do you remember? He, yeah. He, yeah, and he was saying to her, is the engine running, Alice? Alice oh, yeah. Is the engine <laughs> I don't know. What's that noise? Oh, Do she you know what? Hello. If I was Harrison, I would have said, just call Lee. Because... <laughs> He loves superheroes, and he'd really love to, you know, that's what she should have done. I think Lee actually would be a much better buddy for Alice than Harrison. Yeah. And also, she wouldn't try and kiss him because he's not as fit. No. No. So that's what she should have done. But in hindsight, she should, just shouldn't have done any be, of it. It's had to be harassment, didn't it? Because it had to be somebody that would really upset Chris. If it was just yes, some and, rando And then the actually... Harrison showed an incredible for Harrison bit of insight when he said, to be fair, she did it because she had yeah. to think of something completely unforgivable. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Harrison's yeah. actually not as thick as he makes no. out. Fallon, but, on the other hand. Oh my God, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she's really gone. I mean, that you forget. She's always had a little bit of um, bitch inside her, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. She's, she's a feisty one. 
But actually, I thought she was really out of order, didn't you? I did, but she has got... Well, it was weird because she's got a bit of form with this because she expect she didn't couldn't believe that harassment booked her dad for selling dope. Did she? Did she? Oh. Did he let? No. Did he let Wayne off or something? Was that before? Was that when they were together? And then he? Yeah. No. No. When they he, were sort he, of going out. When he, they were ha- he arrested him, didn't he? Well, he stopped her. He he stopped her for a traffic violation or something. He told her off for something. He pulled her over and then he did something with Wayne. But then she was really angry when he booked Freddie. Mm, yes. Yeah. And she seems to not really understand that it's it's very difficult. I think when you are a police officer serving in the community in which you live. I mean, everyone always says about, you know, the good old days where you had the village Bobby and all that. But I think it causes, as we've seen, it causes fantastic difficulties. If he was just somebody from the Borchester Police Force and he didn't know anybody, it'd be so much easier to just... Are you at Heathrow? <laughs> Holiday season's back on, chaps. Have you only just come back from your <laughs> sojourn? Yes, the phone's just taxiing down the runway now as I speak into the microphone. Um, but yeah, so I think that's really difficult. But he just seems to have blurred the boundaries of what the hell, you know... You can't you can't apply the law to people who are not your family and you know go around telling people things and. But, but then... also, I I think he made a massive mistake in. Te- I, I I totally see why he he I, he should have actually told Fallon he, uh, as soon as Chris told him because it's quite a big. Mm. But then I suppose he's in a difficult situation because he is professionally. Mm. You're supposed to be um, a confidant, but but then he shouldn't. He didn't need to tell Fallon, Fallon that Alice kissed him because obviously, if you tell your partner that, they then start thinking, "Hang on a minute, did yeah. you know how long's oh how long's this been going yeah. on for?" Then yeah, he didn't need to say that because no. he would have saved, especially if he's already assuming that Alice and Chris's relationship is on a knife edge. Just don't mention that bit. Forget yeah. it. You know it was done yeah. very drunkenly and because she's in a, a terrible place and because she's got hormones, you know, careering around her. You just, 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 he just didn't need to say that. So you think he should have told Fallon that she was an alcoholic, but he should well, have Well, I told think Fallon. actually, in hindsight, he, I, he, I think he would be thinking, why didn't I just tell Fallon? When Chris mm. told me, I could have said, I, I won't tell anyone... Or, or, or just and then just go go tell your wife and tell her not to. I mean that's what everybody does. You go yeah. I absolutely won't tell anybody. Promise, promise, promise. But you obviously do tell the person that you live with yeah. because some secrets are too big for you to keep alone. My friend said to me very wisely once: special secrets are ones that you only tell your best friend and one other. <laughs> you never specified who the one other was. Who is my one other that I can tell? <laughs> But there has to be a one other. Yeah. Because also, like, Fallon is so... But I I think Fallon's being a bit immature because she's like, well, Alice isn't the person I thought she was. Mm. Was like, well, then you... But but maybe you should look at yourself, Fallon. If Alice is such a great friend, why didn't you Mm. pick up on the signs? Why aren't you thinking, oh, my God, this is... I I should have been there. because of her dad. She, you know, when you're a child of an addict, then... The person is never the person you think they are. And you have that kind of eternal hope that ma- magically they're going to turn into the person that you wish that you want them to be. And they let you down every single time. And they've always got a brilliant excuse about why they couldn't do whatever it was. Um, it's always about them. And, you know, at your birthday party, you end up looking after them, all that stuff. Mm. And she's just, she knows how devious, what devious liars addicts are. And it's not them it's they're not bad people it's it's the addiction that 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 lies and um you know it's (laughs) i suppose she's been so damaged by that that for her it's really frightening somebody being an addict is a very addict is a very frightening prospect but then she should also realize that but he's alice isn't her father alice is her friend Mm. you know and or and and she's seen she's seen because of her father what what an addict is and how difficult and yeah, how... but she's seen she's seen an addict that she already doesn't trust because she's an addict trying to snog her husband 
I suppose in her mind, you know, it's already started the the kind of the. Yeah, but that's why Harrison was stupid because yeah. he basically went, "Oh, by the way, she's an alcoholic. Yeah. Oh, by the way, she tried to kiss me. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we had a bit of a snog." Well, it was. <laughs> it was... <laughs> yes. After oh, by the minutes, way, I do really, I, I do really minutes, fancy I was... her. Actually, forty-five minutes, I said, "No, really, stop." Um, but I said, "Yeah." I put the trousers back on, Alan, and I said, "Alice, no." I said, yeah, "No." No, really, no, no, no. Oh, go then. No, no. Not that, though. All Just right. a little bit. No, oh, no. Um, but the good thing is that we got a scene where Justin Elliott was dressed as a daffodil for no reason. None. Zippo. As I said to you earlier, obviously, of course, the script writers were like, Let's spend all our time working on the Alice and Chris storyline. And then they must have gone into a corner and thought, oh, shit, yeah. we're missing Three 10 minutes. minutes. Of fluff. Three minutes of fluff. What fluff <laughs> have we got? Um, Lillian, Lillian, Justin, <laughs> uh, photos, old photos. Uh... <laughs> Should we talk about their new business? No, 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 because I don't know what it is yet. Just say, just say the new business is going really well. They're going to have uh, come on, guys, business. come on, let's think. Spring, spring, daffodils, daffodils. Oh, Justin, Justin dresses a daffodil. Perfect. <laughs> But then, obviously, again, because Lillian was like, mm-hmm, I'll get rid of it, darling, whatever. <laughs> so it's going to be a thing now, isn't it? The photo, it's going to be some hilarity. Oh, good. Where Justin, dressed as a daffodil, gets put on Twitter or something. Yeah, I think I'd rather <laughs> we had Alice floating face down in the animal, to be honest. But what I or liked about fish that scene was that. when Lillian just went, hello. What's this, darling? And you're like, oh, God, is this set in the 1950s? I say, what's this? <laughs> Do it. Hello. Is it ping pong? <laughs> ping pong. I like the way Justin had no recollection of his own memory box. He just went, I was like, oh, what's that? A cigar bottle's with, oh, 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 ah. Yes, no, I remember what that is. You idiot. How did you not remember your own memory box, you old fool? But I was a ping pong champion. Ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it wasn't Harriet. It no, was just it a blessed relief after the. It was. It was like when you've had a bit of a shock. Say somebody's gone into the back of you, and you come, and you come home, and you have a cup of really sweet tea. <laughs> it was like in between. We all felt a bit bruised and shocked and battered, so we had to keep having cups of little cups of hot sweet tea in between. Did, did you did you think that Fallon was going was going to go round and say yes? yes. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I completely fell for it. I was going, yeah, <gasps> yeah, because I was thinking, oh my god, this is so, so. Yeah. Because I actually think Fallon, just I think really, uh, Lucy, she just needs to take a little step back, take a bit of a breath, and just think about Alice's mental state. Mm. Because I don't think uh, Fallon's behaviour is going to. But because... she has got no sympathy with Alice because she has been on the damaging end of an alcoholic's behaviour. Yeah, but Alice has just had a baby. So not only is she an alcoholic, she's mm. in quite a fragile state. Yeah. Do you think, I think Fallon's being a bit selfish? Because also, I don't remember Fallon going around with a lasagna or anything. I think, no. think Fallon needs to think about her own behaviour, Lucy, before <laughs> she... Um, before she, she Ooh, encourages... you right off her, haven't you? Yes. Well, I just think she's being a bit babyish, actually. I don't. I just think she needs to just sort of step back and be angry, but just wait until mm. she does anything to damage those two friends of hers further. So where are we now? Because I got a bit confused, as always. Mm. Is... So now, Chris knows... No. Fallon has been round and told yeah. Alice and Chris that they are not going I'm to be godparents. I'm just not going to be your godmother anymore. Say there. Slam door. <laughs> Off. And Harrison's not either. Say there. Slam door. Does Harrison know that? Uh, yes, that's what we don't know. I, we don't know if he knows that And Chris she's... doesn't know why. No. no. Yeah, well, he obviously will have guessed now because, because Alice has confessed. Yeah. 
And where exactly is Alice going when she keeps packing? <laughs> where does she think she's going? Because no one else in the village oh, Lucy, knows. Don't you know she's going to that, that homeless bridge in Felbersham, the va- oh. where all the homelessness is? Is, is. yes, because okay. that's where you With go. A suitcase. You don't. Re- <laughs> she's probably got Louis Vuitton or something, hasn't she? Can you imagine? Oh, she might actually just go to one of Kate's yurts. Yes, because <laughs> the likely. entire village is going to go. What the heck? Why are you not with your newborn baby? Well, also, how can you play patty cake with a new with a three week old? <laughs> you can't. They don't even know which way up they are. They're not sure that they're actually out of the womb yet. You Is can't even do it with a two year old or something during this driving test. In oh, Alice, she's crap at this. No, she can't even. She put is her back. Palms what I told up. you. <laughs> There is something wrong with her. It's all my fault, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I did last week. I thought Alice was uh, was was quite good at the acting, and this week I thought she is just doing the same acting over and over and over again. It's because she's tired. Yeah, and she's also the script of... was exactly the same. The script is just no, Chris, <laughs> leave her alone. <laughs> It's such a good impression. It was, <laughs> it was that um, cryy voice yeah. acting. Was yeah. <laughs> so tedious if you listen to, to it. All kind of vibrato. <laughs> and then she goes really yeah. nasty like this, doesn't she? But, but then Chris yeah. at the end was Don't like, leave me. This ain't just normal drunken behaviour. This You're is cheating whore. drunken behaviour. And he got really... This is Marks and Spencer's. <laughs> and then there was, like, pushing, wasn't there? Pushing, or yes. Pushy pushing, thing pushing, or something. pushing, yeah. <laughs> there was a Let's push, hope yeah. they don't call harassment, because that will only add more confusion to the whole storyline. Oh, God. Go, Alice, go. Go now. Go now, go now. I was go going to now. say, so I thought, yeah, just pack up and shut up. Just leave. Go on, off you go. Yes, but that's a good point. Well, I hope that she's going to go to Jenny and Brian and tell them but i doubt she i doubt the house is full up they've got true they've got jenny would be like everywhere every bedroom is full of tagines <laughs> and rory is sleeping on the kitchen shelf <laughs> oh darling what about your quiche <laughs> i thought the quiche even though that was a month ago <laughs> the quiche motif kept the quiche appearing, re- didn't it? <laughs> it was so funny the quiche thing i loved that well i'm sure she told you it was nice but she hates no, quiche she loves quiche <laughs> Alice, Alice, you love quiche, don't you? You love it. <laughs> what? Um, uh, gin? Yeah. Kate was, oh, Kate's going, they're all going mad. Oh, Kate's going off her head. Why is she so obsessed with being? So perimenopause, isn't it? Oh, God. I think. I imagine that's all part of the, <laughs> I'm never really joking. I'm... <laughs> but that just disappeared into nothing again, yes. didn't it? Yes. She had a perimenopause for a day. They've got a list and it says, women's thing. Yep, done that this year. Good. Right, next. I think they listen to women's hour. Yeah. And women's hour, not women's hour. And um, just write little notes in their scripts just to sort of put stuff in. (laughs) Well, you had that with Tracy's odour. That was disgusting, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a bit like, ooh, Jim. I know, distinctive smell. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can imagine that Jazza has Change a distinctive smell. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's those new yoga leggings that she's bought. <laughs> she's not had them off since she bought them, and that was three weeks ago. Did you like the aquaponics? Did you like their new album? It was <laughs> a difficult second album for me. Was... I really liked it. I didn't. I just tune out. It's like the rewilding. I'm like, la, 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 fish poo in. <laughs> I found it really relaxing, actually, because they had that nice waterfall thing in the background. I was like, oh, yeah. Was that the waterfall or was that the still that he's making his homebrew with? (laughs) Well, I find, again, you know, we were talking about locations Mm. and how it's quite hard to picture some locations. I I found that one quite confusing because... I don't think I even knew that Jazza was working with fish until last week. Until we got that I horrid just, reminder. Yeah. And then the polytunnel and then Adam and yeah. I, I just couldn't really. But then I sort of imagined it being a bit like Kew Gardens. But I doubt it is like that, actually. I think of it, I think of it as like London Aquarium, but backstage. Yeah. 
<laughs> so <laughs> lots of rocks yeah. and Pretend soothing water and blubbling blubbling noises. <laughs> I actually found that quite interesting, but like you, what do they make? I don't know. Lettuce? What? Do they, is that how you wash your lettuce? They grow fish and wash lettuce and <laughs> eat the poo. That's how it happens. <laughs> they gave the agricultural correspondent the week off and they said, well, our fish no, Because they, they didn't have an aquatic no. um, <laughs> correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, just, like... they just called a marine biologist yeah. <laughs> that they know from university. And we're like, oh, God, uh, lettuce Steve, and Steve, fish Steve, go. Just tell us, what's that ponics thing? <laughs> phonics, aquaphonics. Is it? <laughs> the fish do vowels or something. <laughs> but when Tracy said, so show me around then, I was thinking, no, don't, Tracy, don't. It'll go, go on for hours now. And he did. <laughs> I actually did find it interesting, but I still didn't understand what they were doing. And also, if he's leaving, why do we care? It's another one of those. It's like the <laughs> trout farm or whatever it is, the trout lake. No one cares about that anymore. <laughs> it's like that, you know, suddenly Lily's got a new wood. Yeah. <laughs> And you've talked about that loads, about how suddenly a new bit of yeah. land yeah. appears out of nowhere. And it's, but yeah. Lower Loxley We've is particularly prone to this to this <laughs> phenomenon of things popping it's up. just behind the fairground, actually. <laughs> and the go-karting track. Yeah, it's full of, like, protected oak trees and acorns. <laughs> and when he said... I never knew this was here. She said, no, you can't see it from the house. And I thought, clearly, because you all forgot it was there until two days ago. But then she goes and shows it to him and says, would you like it? All right, then. Without even asking our mother, you know. Oh, leave mum to me. Yeah. Would you like a whole wood? And then I loved it when Lizzie just went, Rex Fairbrother. He's, what did she say? He's, uh, I always thought he was kind of a... Or did she say something really cutting? I can't remember. A weak kind of character, wasn't it? (laughs) A needy, needy character, that's it. But she's got a thing about him, hasn't she? Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, even if she hadn't it, you'd still go, Oi, lady, could you stop giving away huge tracts? I've only just discovered it and you've given it away. I've only been aware of it for about two hours. And like Rex didn't go, well, how much would it be a month? Yeah. I mean... Or is he just expecting it to be free because Probably. he is so entitled? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's all my own work. I just I just found a friend who had a wood that, you know, she'd forgotten about I, and she gave it to me and, you know. You and know. it just means I don't have to do taxi work all the time because yeah. I just find that really demoralising. Um, I just it's, You just think, oh my God, yeah. you are so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. You make a good live, probably make a good living taxi driving around there because there aren't very many taxis. Yeah. What, what do I know? But, but you know, it's a living, mate. Just, you know, either go, either leave and go and go yeah. to a place where there's more jobs yeah. or be grateful you've got some work. Yeah. And don't stubbornly stick at doing something that you're clearly not <laughs> gifted at and whinge that you're, it's not working out for you. But Farmers who've been born into it are having to give up their farms for crying out loud. <laughs> Not little hobby farmers that you're so <laughs> horrified at being born to them. But they would make a good couple, you're right. Ooh. Yeah, but they'd be they would be perfect together, mm. wouldn't they? Where's Toby? Oh! Also, mm. why would you make the worst mother in Ambridge the godmother of your child? Pip! Pip doesn't even <laughs> like her own child. Never mind anyone else's. She doesn't know where it is most of the time. <laughs> And Rosie runs around nursery biting all the other children and attacking so, them and everything, doesn't and since she? Since when and Alice? When, since yeah. when have Alice and Pip ever been that matey? Since when have they even been in a scene together? I uh, can't you... remember one. <laughs> but we had a bit of a thing like that when um, uh, when I had my first baby. I said to Rufus, "I don't want any. I don't want any aunties or uncles, blood relations, or, mm. or I don't want any relations to be godparents because oh. I want to spread out." Yeah. the family you know i want to have more sort of people attached to the family so i really got where alice and chris were coming from yeah and i thought kate and susan were being a bit needy yeah yes um we have had some emails Ooh. uh yes uh so lots of people have emailed us about the um 
about how much uh, the Reverend Julie Bacon said, uh, surely the truth would set them free. Alice and Chris, oh, your friends and family yeah. know people who love them and care about them. It would remove oh. the strain of keeping up appearances oh, and bring so practical sweet. help. It's true. Yeah, it's true. The it's truth true. would set them free. Yeah, oh, yeah I hope. Uh, yeah. And she said the scripts had done a cracking job in a relatively short time. Um, on the other hand, Jazza and Tracy just make me happy. The way they can be themselves with each other, Tracy getting Jazza to admit the real reason for his reticence about applying for the job at Barrow and her wholehearted support of him, whatever happens. They are both good eggs and deserve each other, as yes. demonstrated by the gym seal of approval. Yes. Um, That's been a really good pairing, actually. Yes, it Well has. done, Ambridge. Uh, yep. Uh, Bernie Maguire made me laugh because she just emailed us and put, Dear Lucy and Harriet, this is going to be awful. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Did she read our podcast? No, she meant the... the <laughs> well, I hope she did. And then she replied and then said, Chris desperately needs a deeper understanding of Alice's condition. The incident with Harrison has exactly the same significance as everything else and has nothing to do with infidelity. The incident means nothing in and of itself. Alice is showing one very important insight into her problem. She now admits to herself the potential damage she can do. No denial at all. That is good. She's very brave. Now she needs to find someone to help her apart from her sponsor. Emma, mm -hmm. she suggests. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. nothing will work. Emma is a good call. <sighs> but could she, though? Because she's going to be Team Chris always, isn't she? No, but she... No, because last time they had that bonding thing, you know where they yeah. nearly uncovered some slaves. Yeah. They got on really well. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel that bond could go a bit further. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jenny well, Newman. Emma knows. Emma knows, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. Well, not definitively. She's... No. Guessed. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Newman says, I love to hear the two of you cackling along to each other and thriving <laughs> on it. We don't cackle. We... <laughs> Giggle, I cackle. You giggle winsomely and I cackle. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't say winsomely. <laughs> well, if I'm going to have to own up to cackling, you can giggle winsomely. Um, uh, she said, I only wish Mr. Newby was there when I first started listening to The Archers about the time Nigel oh, fell off the roof. Yeah. As I was one of those people who didn't know who anyone was, how they were connected and why it might be important. I think I'm there now. I'm not sure I am even, although I still do get voice confusion and occasionally have to Google something or ask my mum. So thanks for <laughs> providing this essential service. Keep laughing at your own jokes. Long may it last. We will, Because no one else will. Nothing will stop us. And Ian sent us a lovely message <laughs> saying, oh. just to say Ian. how much I have been enjoying your podcast. Like many of us, I find myself a lifelong listener via my mother's choice of radio entertainment. I could recall when Shula snogged Neil to the sound of Moon River, circa what? 1976. Oh, what? And it's generally been downhill since then. <laughs> I have found it, he says, I found it frequently ludicrous, absurd, irritating and contradictory, especially as characters. And then he just stops. <laughs> so I don't, especially as characters, what? Stop talking mid -sentence. He just thought, oh, actually, I can't be asked to send this. <laughs> okay, just, it's fine. So come back, Ian. Tell us what you were going to, the rest of what you were going to say. Uh, a Shula snogged Neil? Yeah. Neil was really fancied Shula. He had a massive crush on Shula when they were teenagers. Wow. Yeah. God, I sort of didn't even know that he ever was a teenager. No, or that Shula had any, <laughs> ever been anything other than under 50 with a huge bottom no no because we've heard her in the cornfield oh. on the today oh, yeah. program are you going to take my virginity <laughs> gosh well if you are then let's do it on this picnic rug it'll be much more cozy <laughs> i've got enough stubble for all of us i don't need any more <laughs> yes it is a bit hairy but that, <laughs> but that's not the corn <laughs> this is 1970s don't forget <laughs> yeah um, should we play Mr. Newbie and see how yes. baffled he got this week? Then I can eat my bit of chocolate. Okay, is your nosebleed stopped now? Yes, it has, thanks. You don't want fruit and nut with... No, oh no, I couldn't have... That's the thing, I had to wait till it stopped completely before I could enjoy this bit of chocolate. Okay. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Desmond. Okay, I will play it Go. now. <laughs> right, I'm back from the Ambridge on the Couch team-building holiday in as much as holidays are currently possible. I did, of course, listen to The Archers the week before last, but I didn't write anything about it, and as I now find myself in the unenviable position of having to provide Lucy with my bit, including showing my workings within the next 16 hours, 
I'm not going to try to catch up except where it's pertinent. Yes. And speaking of pertinent, Alice's episode of unilateral tonsil hockey with harassment has very much left its greasy fingerprints all over this week's proceedings. Before I come on to that though, can I just point out that every time Harrison opens his mouth, I hear Paddy McGuinness. It's becoming (laughs) quite a distraction, so I'd like to petition for him to undergo one of those periodic character, actor or voice changes that I hear about. It needs to be something that I can easily pick out, though, so maybe we could get an American in or something. (laughs) I understand that Kevin Spacey is available. Thanks in advance, writers. (laughs) Okay, back to Alice. I'm not a lawyer, but I do have opinions on the internet, and as far as I can see, she's definitely assaulted Harrison and has either also been drink-driving or was at the very least drunk in charge. Harrison is being very kind, albeit stern, about it all, but he's definitely putting his friendship with Chris and perhaps more importantly his career on the line here. He's also risking his relationship with the lovely Fallon though so it's not all bad news because if they split up then maybe she and I can finally let our true love shine. (laughs) I can imagine that if a close friend were to tell me something and ask me not to tell anybody at all then assuming for a moment that whatever it was didn't have any impact on my partner I'd do it. You don't need to share absolutely everything do you? Still, Harrison is playing with fire here by not telling Fallon immediately that Alice has made a pass at him because that's definitely relevant. Yes, it's tricky and he needs some time to get his thoughts together, but on the other hand, if she finds out from somewhere else, let's say me, for instance, well, (laughs) woe betide him, hopefully. Anyway, he's dead right about what was happening. It's all self-sabotage on Alice's part. A wee side story that's come out of all this drama is Fallon talking about her father as an alcoholic. I realise that I don't know much about her actually. Is she Borsetshire born and bred? Ambridge in crowd? Or an interloper? Who was or is her father? Or for that matter, her mother? I could look this up in my family tree, but that feels like it would be cheating. And more importantly, possibly, denying Lucy and Harriet of a couple of minutes of premium content. (laughs) There are a couple of other storylines threaded in and out of all the serious stuff, but I really get the feeling that they've just been added as padding and in order to allow plenty of opportunity for the mini cliffhangers. There's a long, drawn-out discussion, firstly between Neil and Jazza, and then later between Tracy and Jazza, which could be sorted out in about four lines. I'm bored. You should ask Neil for a job. Neil, can I have a job? Yes, of course you can, Jazzer. Sign here. But the storyline does have a couple of interesting nuggets. Firstly, Neil has a cohort of gilts, apparently. This initially sounds to me, an agricultural idiot, like an itchy medical condition, but contextual analysis suggests that it's probably a load of pigs. And indeed, when I Google it, I find out that gilt pigs are females under a year old and that cohort is a commonly used word when referring to a group of them. It seems like ages since we've had any actual farming content, but this is the good stuff. Chazza's dropping polytunnel references all over the shop this week, which is making me smile, but he's also talking about fish and home farm, all of which is news to me. I thought he was a milkman. Helpfully, Tracy's asking all the questions that I'd like to ask, and it's now apparent that Jazz is working for the restaurant, although I'm still a little unclear as to whether he's farming plants in order to provide fish for the kitchen, or fish to provide fish poo to provide plants for the kitchen. It's hard to imagine that there's even a part-time job in farming a tank full of watercress, though, so I'm going for the former on balance, although it's all academic anyway, because he's clearly going to move across to Barrow and the pigs, who are his first and enduring love. Another thread weaving its way through the week is some pointless bollocks from Lillian and Justin and this definitely has the feel of there having been the two actors who were at a loose end when the writers needed a five minute bit. (laughs) This storyline has no relevance to anything else in the village and no reference at all to any current events so it's kind of the opposite of a topical insert which we didn't get and about which I am still bitter by the way. Oh yes. It's a bit of dialogue about ping pong medals and juvenile cross-dressing that they can take out and dust off whenever they need to break up a story about alcoholism, depression and infidelity or a mystery play or swinging. I mean I'm not underplaying this am I? I can't imagine what storyline it could possibly be setting up. Unless Justin is a lifelong transvestite and the only reason he denied it for 60 odd years is that there's no money in it. (laughs) Ooh, Lizzie. We haven't heard from any of the Pardita clan for ages so it's nice to hear her voice again, especially as she always sounds slightly turned on, even when she's worrying about the state of her guttering. (laughs) She's chatting to Lily and I get the distinct feeling that Lily's not all that keen on mints, which I hadn't noticed before. 
Mm. Am I imagining that? Nope. I also didn't know that Regs drove a cab. There's been no reference to that at all up until now. Does anybody in Ambridge just have one normal job that they actually go and do for 40 hours a week? I can't think of one. Anyway, it sounds very much like Lily is flirting with Rex, although her assertion that she'll be easily able to talk her mother round to letting Rex put his pigs in her woods is clearly well wide of the mark and won't do her nearly as much good as she thinks it's going to. Finally, I didn't understand why this relationship between Jazza and Jim was so important, albeit in very different ways, to Jade and now to Tracy. But now I do. As Tracy says, Jim and Alistair are Jazza's family and that presents a challenge or even a threat depending on your point yeah. of view. If she can see that though, she should also understand that as long as she stays kind, supportive and loving to Jazza, she'll be alright by Jim no matter how little she knows about the ancient Greeks. Things are moving along nicely here now and I think I speak for nearly all of us when I say thank God for Tracy, Jazza and Jim. Yes. Yes. Have you finished your chocolate? Um, I have, thanks. Yes. Okay. Yes. And my nosebleed. Yeah. And your nosebleed. Excellent. Uh, can you, it, right on one side of the paper only, explain to Mr. Newby why Lily does not like mints, Casey? <laughs> uh, well, are you talking to me? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I do the podcast with you. There's no one else here. <laughs> You know, I like to zone out a little bit while we're I know, listening that's why I'm hauling you back in. Uh, like she is a woman with a blue marlin. Because he's common. Yeah, that's about it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got a Birmingham accent. She yes. doesn't like him, basically. Uh, and he wears but, one of those big signets. But it, uh, I think she was flirting with Rex. I think we were yeah. made to think she was being flirty, weren't we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I I wasn't sure if she was just being Lily-ish. Russ was I, at home crocheting a hedgehog or something. Y- yes, exactly. Like, yes. What the hell was that? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, just have to switch my phone off, Lucy. <laughs> thank you. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> um, right back in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they didn't put anything in about Prince Flip. I thought they, I, I was actually surprised. I really thought they were going to, mm. it's the BBC for God's sake. Um, I mean, we we haven't really had enough coverage anyway. Put so. it in, though. <laughs> oh, Justin, I see oh, you just hang- as a daffodil. <laughs> Prince Philip never dressed as a daffodil, God rest his yeah. soul. <laughs> uh, oh, Alice, you can't kiss me. It's the eve of the funeral. Oh, God, sorry. Sorry, Harrison. What was I thinking? Oh, uh, But they, I... I was surprised that there wasn't, they didn't sort of like wheel out Peggy yeah. or somebody to yeah. go, oh, well, Philip, that young thing, yes. you know. <laughs> yeah, I found that they odd. power some people. Because uh, usually they love a contemporary reference, yeah, especially do. to the royals. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Newby said that that was assault, that, Lil- that um, Alice trying to snog. Well, that's uh, going back to what I said at the beginning. Yeah. I've had to rethink what yeah. I was doing because actually, if you'd flipped it, yeah. But then, if you're trying, but then it can't be assault because she, if you're trying to snog someone, you know, it's like being young at a party. If you go in to kiss a boy, yeah, and he's she didn't force herself on it. He said no, and then yeah. she pulled pulled away. Yeah. So that's not assault, is it? You're just trying to kiss someone, and if they say no, and you say okay fine yeah. that's not assault surely no but, otherwise we otherwise you have to stop anybody trying to kiss each other and then yeah. we wouldn't have any more babies it's political correctness gone <laughs> mad gone mad mr newbie ah so now we cross to ambridge itself where we're going to enjoy story time with auntie lillian Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to Listen to Little Grey Rabbit with me, Auntie Lillian. Are you sitting comfortably? Take off your spanks and get a gin, then I'll begin. Little Grey Rabbit came tripping along the path, her basket on her arm. She was very surprised to see her friends looking at the river. Hello, Linda Hare, she said. What are you looking at? I'm looking at the river, as should be patently obvious, said Linda Hare. Rabbit Ruth pointed into the water. Oh, no, she said. What's that floating along? 
Is it a boat for fairies? asked Little Grey Rabbit. Don't be daft, said Rabbit Ruth. It looks like shite to me. How I know what it is, said Squirrel Susan. Phoebe's frog's been rewilding. But what has she rewilded? said Little Grey Rabbit. Squirrel Susan clapped her hands. I think it's fish poo. I think Phoebe Frog has rewilded all the aquaponics fish. Oh, angry Adam will be pleased, said Little Grey Rabbit. It will make him very happy and I'm sure his voice will reflect that. Kate Cat will be happy too, said Little Grey Rabbit. It means she can put her yurts by the riverbank so people can choose whether they want to be gored to death by longhorn cattle or suffocated with the smell of fish poo. What a happy day! Linda Hare looked very excited. I think we should do a play about the day the fish were rewilded, she said. We can all have a part. And this time, we'll make sure we get the copyright to it. No fear, said the other animals. You're not getting us involved in that cobblers again. And they all laughed. <laughs> I know, said Little Grey Rabbit. Let's all go to the Bridge Farm tea rooms and buy one of Jenny Jackdaw's overpriced rhubarb and sonatogen cupcakes. Hurrah, said the other animals. Let's go quickly before Farmer David sees us and thinks we're badgers and blows our little heads off. And off they went. And that's the end of my story, boys and girls. Good night. Be good. Or if you can't be good, don't get caught. <laughs> So that's that. There will be another podcast up next week, so subscribe Hurrah! to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email ambridgeonthecouch at, at gmail.com. We are at on Ambridge, on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mr. Newbie on Twitter at, at newbiecouch. And in the meantime, it's au revoir. From the both of us, and uh, have a lovely. Oh, we would say all of us should because of Mr. Newby, shouldn't we? Oh, sorry. Oh, God, I have to do that again now in French. <sighs> <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, it is uh, au revoir from uh, le two of us. Uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds like the two of us. Yeah. Oh, God, I have to do it again now. It is a. Uh, we are au going soon, folks, honestly. <laughs> well done for hanging in there this long, then. Right, bye bye <laughs> from all of us. Have a lovely and week. Have a lovely oh, week. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.